Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And Randy Cash, as always, is right there through the computer. How are you? Hey, how are you? You know, I looked back. You always say the same thing. I looked back and although we had a couple of, you know, weeks here and there that we had to miss, be it for like pandemic reasons or whatever, today is actually like officially a year since we started recording again. Now it's technically episode 49. So we're like a couple shy of actually having 52 episodes, but it has actually been a full calendar year since we restarted this recording thing. That's pretty awesome. Look at you know, doing right? the math and keeping track of records and things. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I was I was just looking back at it and I was like, wow, you know what? That's kind of cool. And um, definitely, you know, even before we started recording, I was talking about, you know, improving on processes. And I feel like we've improved this whole process. I mean, it's like step by step. We added things, you know. Um, heck, when we first started, we didn't even do video. So that's a whole new thing in and of itself. It is. And over here now I have uh, video cameras and lights that I pulled out of the background here earlier before we got started. And yeah, you can see half of thing. the curtains of the, yeah, of the studio. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm actually in my recording studio finally. I've been working for how many months to actually get my recording studio figured out. And so this is one of my recording sections of my, of my studio. I'm, I'm kind of liking it though. It's kind of fun. I love having a space, but I could go on for days about how much I enjoy having a, a place to do content, but I'll let I you take you. it. You'll let me take it? Yes. I know, I know. Hey, we've been really good about staying on task, so I'm not going to let us get too derailed, but actually we did have another uh, review of the podcast come through last week. Someone said that they have listened to every single episode we've done and have applied all of the things we've talked about and really see a difference in their life. And honestly, that is like the the best compliment ever because that's the reason I'm doing it, you know? So I love that. I, I love it when people let me know what works and what doesn't work. I really do listen to feedback. And so if you're out there listening, whether you leave a review or you just send a message and you say, hey, I'd like to see you cover this, that or the other, please keep keep those comments coming because it helps me make sure we're on the right track. So that's kind of fun, though. Yeah, that's awesome. And all I can say is thanks for listening. I'm just a person that has made a lot of mistakes in life. I mean, I'm talking a lot of mistakes. And I'm just trying to do things differently and it's working and it's helping. That's all I can say. There you go. All a process, all a process. So as we're digging into it today, I am curious, Randy, do you know much about the different attachment styles or the concept of attachment theory in relationships? Uh, I do not, nor do I have much of a concept of attachment. Okay, so keep that in mind because we're going to try and go through relatively quickly the four different types or the four different ways that attachment in relationships kind of shows up. It's one of those things when I was going through my graduate program and even when I was going through like my, my licensure work, attachment theory and the concept of attachment styles really fascinated me it, in, a, in a really simple way. I'll just explain it like this. 
The attachment that you have in the relationships that you have in your adult life is very closely tied to the types of secure or lack of security attachments you had growing up and some of the things that were either given to you, taught to you, or shown through example about how the world works and about whether or not it's a safe place to just exist and be yourself. So Attachment theory definitely sometimes looks at the the childhood upbringing aspect, but then when you look at it through the lens that I approach it through, it's really more about how does it show up now as an adult in your relationships. So in this whole concept, there's basically four predominant styles and I will put a link to one of the free quizzes that you can take to determine what your style is. There's tons of them out there. So even if you don't like the one I share, Google attachment theory or attachment style quiz, you'll find a bunch of different options. Okay. But the one that I like is through, um, I believe it's called the personality, no, the personal development school. That's the one that I usually have clients use because I feel like it's a pretty straightforward um, understanding of attachments. Okay, let's jump into them. So first of all, we have what would be known as secure attachment. This, I would argue, is probably the like the gold standard of what we would all love to have. This idea that we're secure in ourselves, we're secure and have a positive view of others in addition to ourselves. And we we effectively have the ability to communicate, to be vulnerable, to be authentic and to just show up as we are no matter what without a lot of fear of judgment or worry or concern of what may happen. Now, I will ask you though, Randy, how many people do you think really have a completely secure attachment? I'm going to say probably not many. I don't know what the actual statistics would be, but I'm going to agree with you. I should probably dig into that before we, you know, go to this next, uh, like next week and maybe be able to report back on that. Because I am curious to know how many people show up that way. But from a high level, if you show up as a secure attachment style, then that means you do have a really secure sense of self. You're secure in your relationship and how you view other people. And you don't have a lot of things that are keeping you like off kilter and making it feel really uncomfortable. Okay, so then we would move into the type that's known as the anxious preoccupied type. And I'll go ahead and call myself on it and say, this is how I show up. Not only have I done, you know, I always do the stuff I ask people to do, but when, when I explain it, it'll make a lot of sense, I think. So the the anxious preoccupied attachment style means that you may actually have more of a negative view of yourself than you realize, or maybe like in my case, I do realize that I have a pretty negative self-talk that takes over, but yet I view other people through a really positive lens. Like I, I see other people and I'm like, wow, they're awesome. They're wonderful. I want them to love me. I want them to be my friend. I really, you know, I want them to like me or see that I have worth. But yet if I'm constantly in my head, telling myself how I'm not worth enough or I don't have value or I don't bring good things to relationships because my negative view of self is so low, it's going to create a really difficult dynamic in a relationship that's going to start to feel like a push-pull, right? It's almost like the, the way it shows up for me is that I may have done nothing wrong in a day and then my significant other comes home and I'm like, are you mad at me? Now, there's nothing I've done to make them mad at me, but yet my own negative view of self will get in my way. It'll trip me up. And then I start to question my own worthiness in the dynamic. 
which is not ideal. 100% the same here. All of the failures in all of my relationships, romantic, business, friendship, all of them come from mm-hmm. my low self-worth and my sense of low self-worth. I did some research. 60% of people show up with the secure self-worth uh, thingy. <laughs> mm-hmm. 20% is avoidant and 20% as anxious. Okay, well, we're about to get into the avoidant types. And, you know, I was curious when I was going through it myself and kind of writing about it in the blog on Monday, I was like, I wonder how Randy does show up. Because I know you've told me before that you don't have a great, like, internal self-concept, but yet you do, I think, what did I send you a meme the other day that was like, you do see the best in people, but then at the same time, you kind of want them to stay away. Like, it's sort of that push-pull that I'm talking about, you know? So. If we move from the anxious preoccupied into what's known as dismissive avoidant, dismissive avoidant, this is where you're going to have a positive view of yourself, but a negative view of other people. So it's almost like there's a there's a healthy level of selfishness that I want everyone to possess. I want you to be able to see yourself through the lens of your achievements and your goodness and all of the awesome things about you. But if it tips over into the dismissive avoidant type, then what starts to happen is that you're almost inflating yourself so much that you start to believe you don't need other people or people aren't trustworthy or you shouldn't rely on anyone else or connecting with someone else is not a safe thing. Therefore, you avoid it. It's like, you know, your worth being treated fairly and treated well, but it's difficult for you to really connect those dots of wanting to actually be with another person. And so it's almost like that I'm going to get them before they get me mentality. You know, like you're in a relationship and one thing goes wrong. And rather than being able to effectively deal with it and sort of sort it out and talk about it, you're so quick to dismiss and push them away and be like, well, I'm done. Get away from me. I'm done with you. And you sort of shut it off. Right. Um, It's also one of those things where people that are dismissive avoidant do also crave those feelings of attachment because they are struggling to actually achieve it. It's like you crave what you don't have, but then because you're so focused on how it might go wrong or bad, you may end up creating a self-fulfilling prophecy where it squishes the life out of something it re- relationally, not a person relationally. Um, and it doesn't allow you to get that connection that you really probably do want on some level yeah 100 percent. i know i have like i guess subconsciously self-destructed myself through a relationship i know that i have done it in the past and i've tried not to do that because mm-hmm. i would say i would fall under that avoidant thing maybe because you know me dude i'm good cut the cord done no looking back yeah. and it's yeah. just a defense mechanism. I admit that. I've told you a million times. It's just my defense mechanism. But I'm getting better about working through it because, like we said, starting, dude, I've made a lot of mistakes. And yeah, I'm trying to not do the same things that I did before that, mm-hmm. you know, took me places that just didn't end well for not only me, but other people. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say, I'm, I was going to say this at the end, but you just brought up a really good point that no one is 100% any of these types. 
You know, even the most secure person has elements that might be anxious and preoccupied or that might be a bit dismissive and avoidant, right? Someone that's anxious may also have elements that feel very secure, but then also may be dismissive. So the reason I like the personal development schools quiz is that it tells you what percentage you show up in each category. It lets you see things not as like just all or nothing, but it's like a pie, right? And it kind of tells you what elements you've got. Okay, so then let's talk about the last one before I know we probably have to wrap up soon, but go ahead and talk about the the last type that if you're taking this quiz, you could get some element from. And this is the fearful avoidant type. This is the one where you probably have a relatively unstable view of self and then also an unstable view of others. So rather than it being like a very clear cut positive or negative, it's like maybe some days you feel good about yourself and other days you really don't. And that fluctuates pretty wildly. And then maybe there are some days that you do feel really secure in attaching to other people. And then at the same time, you may feel yourself wanting to shut down and not attach at all. And so this is why it's the fearful avoidant is that you're basically operating from a standpoint of fear and fear as they as a motivating factor is not often going to give us a really good secure feeling. So there's going to be a lot of flip-flopping between like the, you know, extremes, hot and cold, good and bad, rather than seeing some middle ground. So those are the four types. I'll just go through them real quick. We've got secure, anxious, preoccupied, dismissive avoidant, and fearful avoidant. So If you're listening and you're not familiar with the attachment styles, I would really encourage go take the quiz, see how you actually show up, not only as an individual, but in a relationship. And then if it is something you want some more, you know, help with, not only are we going to be talking about it more in future weeks, but I had some requests to add this as a a module, as a lesson in my relationship communication workshop, because I think it really is important to know like how you show up and what, what you're kind of projecting and putting out there as well as what you're needing from a relationship. There's not a right and a wrong. I don't want you to get your results and think that somehow it means that you're bad or wrong or not good enough or something along those lines. It's simply a roadmap of an assessment to let you have some insight into how you're showing up. And I would even encourage, if you can, get your partner to take it also. See maybe how you're both showing up and that might give you some insight into the reasons that at times you may be at odds with each other or you may have disagreements or there may be things where you just don't see eye to eye. It could be a really helpful way to start opening those lines of communication. I so typed you. in Google or into Google while we were talking attachment. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get the theory and four things down was attachment theory and it all came right up. It was really simple to find. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, somebody said once, can't you just find this stuff on Google? And I mean, sure, there's a lot of things I talk about that you could Google and find some info on. I'm not suggesting that it's like rocket science, you know, super secret squirrel stuff. It's not like that, right? But I do think that having a guide, someone that understands not just the concept, but the theory to how to put those things into practice, that's where I come in as help. Right. So, yes, you can you can Google till your heart's content. And I encourage you to research on your own. I never want you to just take what I say and be like, well, Lindsay said it. So therefore, it must be that way. But please know that I I do have 15 years of experience and research and testing things out and really understanding relationship dynamics. So I'm trying to find ways to bring that to you guys as a way to help you live your best life. So there you go.
you want me to paint your house, I can do that. If you want to do it yourself, great, go right ahead. But you might know where to go to get the best product for the particular project you are trying to do. I have that information. Ask me. I'll send you get the proper mm -hmm. product. Same thing exactly. with what you're doing. Exactly. Because there's definitely like when I was doing some research for my blog this week and trying to make sure I had appropriate links, I was kind of blown away at how much misinformation exists on Wikipedia about these very things. And it's like, is it is it going to really throw you into like the major wrong elements? Maybe not. But sometimes just having a like a guide to help you. That, that's all I'm going for. So I know we're kind of out of time. But Randy, if people want to follow along with you and your hilariousness in comedy land, where should they find you? I am on the Instagrams at our cash comedy. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome very much if people if anybody out there listening you want to follow along with what i've got going on you can really find all the details on my website lindsaywalden.com there's literally everything there blogs podcasts links to everything it's all there but if you would rather connect with me through social forums you're you can find me on facebook at lindsay walden consulting on instagram it's at this is lindsay walden on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. And then on TikTok, which is kind of growing at the moment, I am also at This Is Lindsay Walden. And I'm always happy to answer whatever questions you have. I want this to be helpful for you. And until we are back next week, keep on living your best life, building the relationship of your dreams, and we will see you next week.